Good evening and welcome to Success in the City. My name's Helen Webster. And I'm with the lovely. Our fabulous guest today is. Hi, I'm Anna B. Sexton. Amazing. Thank you, Anna, for giving your time for us this evening. We've wanted to get Anna on for weeks and weeks and weeks. We have indeed. And uh, I double booked the last week, so apologies for that. That was my fault. And uh, we would. We, we, so, but you're here now, so that's the main thing, which is really, really cool. So, first thing, we shout out to the kids, any little people who've done amazing things. Um, Anna, do you want to go first? Yeah, I've got one for Luke McGarvey, who got a kindness award at school this week. So he gets a massive oh. shout out and extra sausage for Chippy Tea on Friday night. Yes, good. Job. What a good prize that is. Kindness yeah. award is the thing you want your kid to get, isn't it? For, to, for being kind, that's lovely. Yeah, both 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 uh, Luke and Elliot are super kind kiddies. They've got good parents. Brilliant. I like that a kindness award, much nicer than an, an award for achievement. Mm -hmm. um, what about you, Sam? Uh, well, my award is achievement. Miley, who got three stickers in French. She told me in her lesson tonight, so I made up with her off the teacher. Très bien, Miley. Super bien, Miley. Oh, super bien. Yeah, well he's done to Miley. Um, and I'm going to give a shout-out to my nephew. So he's he's a young person, so he's not really like a little shout-out to the kids because no. he is 15. Um, but um, he entered the swimming gala for um, – he's in cadets, he's in um, – the uh, Air Force cadets, and he went to the swimming gala, and he smashed it, and he come back with two two medals. But then he was laughing because he had a pair of just proper speedo, he had the proper pair of shorts on, and he said, and he said, "What, Helen? Don't freeze at that point. Now we're going to have to make up." Here we go. Now she's back. Come on. It'll just you keep listen. going and coming back because it's because I'm on the radio. What we heard was something about speedos. So he turned up and he had like shorts and, and like as if he was going the beach. And when he turned up, they were all like pro swimmers and they all had like little swimmies on, you know, like little speedo shorts and their goggles. And he just rocks up like with his little shorts on. So, um, and he still nailed it. So, uh, so well in. Yeah. So well in the little webs. For, yeah. 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 Cool. Okay. Um, success for you personally this week. Um, Sam? Well, I was going to say, do you what? We've probably got the same success. Um, so we've got a big success and a little success, but I'll do my little success first. I went to Great Homer Street Market on Saturday, where I haven't been for ages because I wanted to get some plants, which I didn't get any because I left it too late in the day. And we went to the book, man. And I got this for two quid which is a dictionary of synonyms and antonyms. For people who don't know, it's words that mean the same or similar and words that mean opposite in Spanish. I was absolutely ecstatic for two quid. Wow. Was the man must have been ecstatic to sell it? <laughs> and not only that, not only that, it gets better, Helen. You won't believe it. Inside, it's a German. <laughs> there were four interesting Colombian stamps. What more do you want? To Are they worth anything? The stamps, Sellos Colombianos, Colombian stamps. Um, I know, but are they worth anything? Have you googled them to see if they're worth? No, they might have cocaine in the back of them. Oh, right, that. Sorry for anyone Colombian who's listening, of which I do have a few Colombian friends. <laughs> oh, it's going west tonight, I can tell all of you. <laughs> red faces, they're horrendous. We do I know. I was referencing Narcos, I wasn't re re referencing Colombian people. I just thought it might be a quite good little way to get it out there. Like, you know, no, let's no drugs on my free stamps I got in the dictionary of synonyms. And I just thought of another red face. <laughs> no, there can't be any more. <laughs> there is, there's a wash red face. Anna, what about a success for you this week? Getting out of bed this morning and going for a swim at Liso in Wallaceed. So I went for a swim in the sea. Ooh. First swim in open water since the 2nd of January. So I'm really, really happy. 
Yeah, really good. Oh, well done. That's yeah. amazing. That's, that's a proper good day. Uh, that's a good success. Oh, it success. felt so good to be back. It's a For great sure. success. Yeah. yeah so I'm going to talk about our massive, massive success. So our massive success was going to bet. We were there for three days, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, uh, and we came back alive, didn't we? we, we uh... Yeah, and just to clarify, bet isn't a gambling thing. It's the British Ed Tech. What is it, the British Ed Tech ticket? What's the last T for? Um, I don't know. Technology something, isn't it? Uh, well, it's a tech training, people, possibly. I don't yeah, know. people come from all, all over the world mm -hmm. to see it. There were people from all South America, um, Central Asia, everywhere. People from all over the world come in mass to see what the new stuff is in education for colleges, everything. And we smashed it. We did. Yay. We did. We, did. we didn't it was win second because we won no. it last time and they needed to share the love, apparently. But it was the best stand, clearly, because there were crowds around us and the others were empty. It was amazing. And I was fuming when they said that they were sharing the love. I was, like, proper livid over that. And all the kids loved ours, didn't they, as well? So, there we go. And over three days, how many people do you think you met? Oh, I couldn't tell you. I a lot. A thousand? More, yeah, more? more than a thousand, definitely. More than a thousand. But loads of 3, people come and play on it. And we're like, that, come and play, come and play. And we can play on loose. So it was just brilliant. And it was nice to see our friends there from Canada and Belgium as well who were involved. So that was all cool, yeah. So we had a ball, didn't we? Helen and I did put four pound on in three days, though. Who does that? No, I didn't. You might have. I put about four stone on. No, you didn't. Four pounds in three days. So there we go. So I'm on starvation now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just trying to connect through to me phone. Yeah, the oh, okay, so let's keep okay. going. Okay. So, so yeah, that was our massive success. Okay, so we now play this or that. So Anna's with us, and we're going to play this or that. Okay, who wants to go first? I'll go first. Go on, then. Anna. Audio book or reading a book? Audio book. Definitely. Ooh. Although yes. I do like reading a book, but I do prefer an audio book. It means I can do it. I listen to audio time. books because it's a time thing, but I love reading. Yeah. And one of my gorgeous clients brought me a book to read this week. Paul Coelho, The Monk Who Sold His Ferrari. Oh, I've got it. Well, the, have you read it? Not yet. It's on my list. Well, I'm going to read it. We can compare and contrast. Mm. Helen, took yeah, a you... book away. Helen took a book away with her to London, but clearly didn't get a page read. And Phil said to her, why are you taking a book to London? You're going with Scotty. And she still took the book and didn't open a page, obviously. I know, because I thought I was, I thought, oh, I thought it would definitely be like, you know, reading That's a little it. chapter before I went to sleep, but uh, obviously... You that might too excited. Helped. That might have helped you get to sleep. <laughs> Do you know so, what? I mean? Yeah. Okay. Um, what's your okay. Plan on hell? In reading a book for me, I can't listen to it because I can't listen to words of things. I make them up in my head as I go along. So if I listen to a, a song, I just make the words up. Um, if I listen to an audio, I am training myself though by listening to podcasts. But it's got to be something I'm super interested in because if. If they start to talk about stuff that I'm not interested in, I just go off on a tangent in my head. So, um, but I am trying to train myself because everybody talks about audiobooks all the time. Yeah. Um, and so I do need to get into it. Okay. Um, so, open water swimming in the sea or <laughs> Sandra Lake Flinches in the sea or like in a lake or a pond type. Um, if you were. You know, like if you were hiking and there was a bit of a yeah yeah bit of a yeah yeah all in the sea. Well, but I know I've got to pick one, so I'll pick the sea for now. But if you spoke to me in May, I'd say lakes because I'm going to Wales mm. on a swimming a front pool really swimming sorry. weekend. Can I just clarify this choice you've given me? Swimming in a lake or swimming yeah. in the sea? Yeah. Neither. I know, but so you're not going to get your hair wet. Okay, so your hair stays dry. Which one would you go in? And you can touch the floor. Oh, right. That changes everything. You can touch the floor. 
Which one can you touch the floor in? You can touch the floor it's in more like the light and your hair won't get wet. Well, the sea because it's, it's by the beach. Yeah, I would have put my money on. You would have said that. Um, I'm going to go. Um, I love the sea, but um, I think open water swimming in, in, in a lake or something like that is like dead cool as well. Go on, son, next one. Getting your legs like that with the monsters <laughs> and the crocodiles and everything coming to bite you and the jellyfish. When yeah. Nessie comes and gets you. Moving on. <laughs> Monorail or cable car? <laughs> cable car. Helen's <laughs> <laughs> uh, lost it. Okay, monorail or cable car? Yeah, I like monorail because it's fast and efficient, but cable cars really cool. When we were in Greenwich, we could see the cable cars going over. I love that. Mm -hmm. I used to live near there. I love going on that. That's the, um, the Emirates line, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, I didn't realise they were so close because if we'd have thought it, we could have got the cable car because we stayed in Greenwich. So we could have yeah. got the cable car, couldn't we, to the thing if we'd have... Yeah, yeah, you could have done. Go on, hell. Cable car. Cable car. Cable car, 100%. Because cable cars is like when you go skiing. Although I had a moment when I went skiing. I missed the thing and was dangling. <laughs> <laughs> from the cable car like that and jed was going we were carrying on to the black run and i said no i'm the middle level i can't do the but he went you can you can stand and i went no and i tried to, and he held <laughs> to my hand i had to stop it and get him to let go of me i mean he was like dead apologetic at the time but in his mind he thought and i was like no i knew i wasn't up to that standard which i'm still not Anyway, so I jumped down. Fortunately, I didn't break a leg, but literally dangling off the cable car, dangling. But I do like them. <laughs> that was yeah. in the best. Yeah. My mum agrees with you, Sandra, and I think that's over the swimming because my mum doesn't like getting an oh, air wet and needs a feet to touch the floor as well. Are. There's no need at all, is there? No, thank you. Unless you've got, like, one of those things on your head that makes you look like Duncan Goodhue and all your head's tucked, your hair's tucked in. <laughs> it's got flowers on it. We'll oh, yeah, one of those. Definitely, please. Yeah. I'm all right if my feet can touch the ground. It's psychological. Yeah, that's one for you. That's I've got a list for you, Anna, of all the hypnotherapy yeah. I need to deal with, and the water's one of them. Okay. Because a lot of people have a fear of the water, and a lot of people have a fear of going into the water, particularly. It's mm. really common. I'm all right about going in. It's going to be a weekly booking, but we'll talk about that later. <laughs> Go on, hell. That was yours. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah, so I John Howie says monorail because he's scared okay. of heights. Yeah. Okay. Oh, so okay. Drawing or painting to create something or sculpting or using materials. Drawing and painting. Drawing oh. and painting. When you, yeah. you define materials, what's the scope for that? Can I do a collage? Yeah. Okay, I can do anything with fabric. Ooh. So if I can do a collage or make something structured and stuff it like something, that's okay. I can do that. I'm not very good at drawing. A, well, I'm appalling at drawing and all painting, let's be honest. Uh, and a sculpting as well. So it, but the material thing, if I can use fabric for stuff, I can do it. Cool. I'm going to go draw and all painting because I can draw all paint. So, yeah. Okay. That's my one. Go on, Sam. Okay, last one from me then for Anna. Okay, Anna, would you prefer to go traveling around Europe with like a rail rover ticket to go and see all the countries or would you rather do um, a worldwide cruise? The, tr the train one around Europe. I did that go into railing when I was younger and it's also probably more e eco-friendly, isn't it? It's Proof definitely more eco-friendly. And you see more of the places as well. You I do. can't see loads of friends. It's nice to go on a cruise and, and everything, but it is really mega bad for the environment now. Um, and I would like to go travelling by rail, but I'd probably want to go, I'd rather maybe go around South America or Southeast Asia doing that than, um, than you know, but Europe, because I've been to most of Europe. 
There we go. What about you, Helen? Um, I wonder. I wonder what she what picked. Do you I, bet I bet it's into Raylan. A cruise. No, she wouldn't say yeah. that. She'd probably rather go into Raylan. Go on, Helen. No, I didn't. No, I said that. I did say on a world cruise. Yeah, eco. I said the eco oh, warrior yeah. side. You know what I mean? I'm not a lover of. Um, I get really seasick, so I've never been on a cruise, but I would like to go on one because I like the thought of waking up somewhere different every day. Um, but I would love to go on a on a, on a round the world cruise. I think it's like a dead cool thing to do. Um, but I probably would never do that. I'd probably go on the train. But I think yeah, if I had the choice, I'd I'd, I'd, I'd do that. Okay. Mm. Anna's like got a camper van and I'm a pretty gel about it. Yeah. Okay. I'm just putting it out there as everybody knows. That's okay. Very cool. Sitting with a cup of tea watching the sunrise or sitting with a hot chocolate watching the sunset in your camper van. Ooh, that's tough. I'd say both, but probably sunrise, because by the end of the day you're usually knackered. And you yeah. just want to stay inside and you're cold. So, yeah, sun, sunrise, cup of tea. Yeah. What about you, Sam? Yeah, I quite like sunsets, to be honest. Sunrise is lovely, but I love sunsets. It's very nice at the end of the day. And you can put a little brandy in that hot chocolate. You can. You Hot can tea. indeed. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh. I'd probably go sunrise with a cup of tea. I think to sit in the back of a camper van. Although when you when you see like pictures of the camper van and you sat in the back and you've got your hot chocolate and the sun's going down, that's like pretty cool as well. So yeah, I'd, 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 I think it's a really tricky one, but I'd probably go sun sunrise with a cup of tea. Great. Yeah, yeah, sunrise with a cup of tea. Okay. So there we go. So we know a little bit more about Anna. Um, mm -hmm. And now we're going to find out loads more about her. Um, so Anna and I met about maybe five years ago I think when I was on the SSE program and yeah. then we we didn't see each other and then during lockdown um we went to oh you went I wonder where she went okay we're short well let's, let's wait let's not spoil the surprise anyway yes so it wasn't it wasn't the um it was the bronze hair statue it wasn't the um the Bob Marley statue but that's where oh, it was no. now, at the top okay. of our office and this was before we even got our office. And um, and mm -hmm. Anna was eating her lunch and we had a quick little catch-up chat and stuff like that. And then she was telling me about air solution-focused hypnotherapy that she was training for. And I was like, oh, it's pretty cool. And that, that's the dog, by the way, who's, who's on the couch next to me. <laughs> and then um, we um, there was an opportunity for our um, networking group in, in BNI. And I thought Anna would be pretty cool at that. And made a little conversation. And we, we hooked up and we had a cup of coffee. And it was like we'd seen each other yesterday. Um, and then she's been involved with International Women's Day, um, which Liz was our guest when we were live. And she's met you. And she's just like a cool person. And so we'll find out even more cool things about her um, right now. So, Anna, I'm going to hand it over to you. And you can just tell us. And then we'll just chip in. And we've got about 40 minutes. Oh my god! Well, I've actually not prepared anything really. I, I did think That's about what we might say, but yeah, we re met each other, didn't we, in the Baltic? And we were talking about Wacketball, and you were talking about kefir, and I was talking about kombucha. Mm -hmm. And so I'd, I was living on my own um, during the lockdowns, thankfully with work and a cat. Um, but my sleep started going a bit sort of weird. Um, generally, I'm quite I'm a morning person. Get up, kind of get going um and my sleep was starting to get really long so sort of 10 hours which was just really unusual and I was starting to get worried about it and I noticed my mood was dipping I think that's partly as well because of everything that was going on so a friend of mine had started to do this solution focused hypnotherapy training down in sort of north north northwest London and she needed practice clients so I got into it from there she said do you want to be a client I was like yeah great had 12 sessions and it you know, having done a lot of personal development and um, coaching and mentoring um, therapy, it just seemed to me like such a nice way to look after yourself. And it really did make a difference to my sleep pretty quickly. Um, had some knock on effects. I'd stopped biting my nails, which I've been doing for as long as I can remember. Gosh. And even though I still eat chocolate, especially dark chocolate, I love that. I don't eat chocolate without thinking about it. 
So there's a difference between enjoying the chocolate and then just eating a bar and then going, hang on a minute, I don't even remember eating that. So that's, I did a lot of that during lockdown. Um, so yeah, it was just really, not miraculous. I'm, I'm careful to use words like that because I think um, everybody comes to things in different ways, but certainly something that felt so gentle. So that's what got me into it. And then I started studying it through CPHT Liverpool. And there's an amazing community uh, across Liverpool who go to that course at the Brain Charity, which is around the corner from the Lion Hotel. And yeah, I graduated at Christmas. Well so, done. Yeah. And you got your certificate well, uh, yesterday, didn't you? And can I just show you that? I can't show you actually because I think the computer, hang on, I'm going to do it. Because I, yeah. I don't know why. Yeah. Here we go certificate. Congratulations. I don't think it's necessarily like I haven't achieved anything in my life, but I was fascinated with hypnotherapy when I was a child. I taught myself how to hypnotize myself when I was 18 from a book. Did you? Yeah. Well, I got from Oxfam. That's all right. What's that? Did you say? That's all right. It's from Oxfam. It doesn't matter. It's still a book. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. So it sort of feels like stuff that I was really interested in when I was younger. I'm still interested in now. So yeah. Oh, brilliant! So when, sorry, go on, Alice. Go on, Helen. You ask. Go on, I was going to say. So when you did your um, solution-focused hypnotherapy, did you know about it previously before your friend um, sort of used you as no. the Jewish as a test case? No. I I have that sort of um, experience of hypnotherapy that many people ask me about. They're like, are you going to hypnotise me on stage and make me do stupid yeah. things? I'd, I'd been hypnotised on stage when I was a student at John Moore's back in the mid-90s with Hugh Lennon and Hypnodog. That was like a literal walking tragedy. <laughs> but I survived it. Um, so I had that experience. And what was so funny about that was I was on the long a long stage at the end of the on a chair and this guy's like oh do you think you're being hypnotized and i was like no i'm not into that and he clicked his finger and i went boom so wow. lots of people are really worried when they find out about yeah. hypnotherapy about whether they'll be they'll be susceptible to be going under like they don't want to lose yeah. control totally get that but the thing i've learned is it's not really like that because we actually hypnotize ourselves all the time like when you're driving, when you're doing a painting or you're learning a language or reading a book, you go into trance. So you also go into trance or you also hypnotise yourself by what you tell yourself every day. So if you can shift what you think about yourself, you can do self-hypnosis, you know, obviously come to a hypnotherapist if you need one, but you can actually train your brain to think whatever it likes. That's the sort okay. of power of it. When you said you're, um, when learning a language, you go into a trance, do you mean that you have absolute focus on something if you do an independent study? Is that what you mean by that? I, the way I relate it to is that that time when you're in flow, you could be learned, like, I, I mean, I know it's, it's not always the best way to learn a language, but I was using Duolingo during the lockdown. And sometimes I'd be on that for 45 minutes and I hadn't even noticed. I was just really engrossed. I felt like it was a little game. Yeah. Um, or when you're watching a television program and I don't know, it's just like time, it becomes elastic. Um, you sort of sometimes feel like you haven't really taken in information. Like sometimes in a lecture or when you're listening to a podcast, you're like, oh, I think I missed that. But then later on, you'll remember what that person said very vividly. So our brains are always taking in information. Um and I think it's what's fascinating about it is it's almost like we're never, ever going to know everything about our own minds in our lives. It's just like an ongoing journey, isn't it? Like, so it's just really, I think it's fascinating and very geeky. Okay. And um, you, what you do is amazing, isn't it? Because you focus, by solution focused, you mean that, Correct me if I'm wrong at all, but this is what I get from what you offer, is if people have a specific area or issue they want to work on, like a phobia or something, that's what you can help with, isn't it? Yeah, we can help with a lot of 
generalized anxiety issues like sort of um, lack of sleep, sleeping too much, maybe, you know, like I was doing, eating the chocolate and not even thinking about it or enjoying it. Um, phobias, if they're specific. So, yeah, we were talking like if you're afraid of spiders or flying. Lots of people afraid of needles, which in the last few years has been really hard for people because obviously with whether you get a vaccine or not, but if you do and you're frightened, that can be quite difficult. Um, fear of getting in the sea. Um, gosh, fear of driving on the motorway, which is very, very common. Um, and I think what one of the nicest things about the solution focused hypnotherapy is that it, it when we meet and we do the sessions all online at the moment, people are so relieved. They're like, oh, my God, my brain is just doing what it's meant to do, keeping me safe. And they're like, yeah. oh, I didn't know that. Now I know that I feel like I can do something about it. So in a way, we're offering something that's like I guess it's like being a, a cheerleader. We're really positive, but not false positive. And we're helping people to address issues that perhaps they've tried and tried to sort out themselves or use other forms of medication or therapy or personal training. And they just want to add something else to their toolkit. Yeah, and I think, I think you know, when you came and did, so you did a Feel Good Friday for, yeah. for us and, 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 you know, our young people in work. And um, it was brilliant. It was amazing, wasn't it? You know, we absolutely yeah. loved it. And... The bit that really interested me was um, you, you spoke about the brain and what the job of the brain is and the different departments in the brain and what they're supposed to do. And I feel that if, you know, if somebody has got a phobia or something and people go, oh, that's just stupid that, you know, you've. She'll be back. Thing, yes. Isn't it? Yeah, yes, go on. You know, it's a real scary thing, isn't it? When you know, if if, if you're frightened of spiders and somebody else might be, um, and I think once you started to explain the job of the brain and all the little departments do this and the departments do that, so I knew about the brain a little bit because I've sort of done studies and bits and pieces and what releases happy hormones and all that sort of stuff. Mm -hmm. But those visuals, and especially you know, we had them um, with our young people as well. The mood in our office in the afternoon was totally, totally different than the mood was when we went in. And and, and you felt that, didn't you, Sam? Oh, I, do you know what? I can't tell you how good it was. I, I, it was just amazing. But it was hilarious because I thought, oh, I, I thought it was about three minutes. And I thought, I'll have to listen, or maybe eight minutes maximum. And it was nigh on half an hour. And, you know, I had to go to the airport Um I had to put running up from the airport, a drive to Manchester afterwards. And I was saying, will I be all right? Will I be, and you were saying, no, no, it's fine. You'll just be dead relaxed. But it was, I, I was just so chilled, you know, for Friday afternoon. It was real. And I did sleep very well for the next few nights, really. It was so good. Um, and I think we should always have it if we can. You know, it's certainly something to do because it was just superb. Well, I think I that whole thing about feeling good in work is so important. And I'm really careful with this because, of course, a lot of workplace well-being schemes come around because they want people to be more productive. Yeah. So that's I feel like what I'm trying to do is say to people, actually, this is how your brain works. So when you get an email from someone who maybe is a bit pissed off, but you're reacting to it like it's a polar bear coming at you trying to eat you it's like working out where to expend your energy and you know i think it's a big it's a big problem in lots of cultures not not in your business because it's small and it's it's like a sort of family but lots of cultures at work people don't get up and go to lunch so we're sitting down all day that's building up the stress whereas actually if you just feel if you feel like you've got the confidence to say to your boss i'll see you later i'm going for a walk yeah. And that's that's counterculture because a lot of cultures in work have presenteeism. If you do have a pre-existing mental health issue and or you develop one while you're at work, there's a lot of stigma to that. Mm -hmm. And actually what what we need is workplaces for people who are every which way we can turn up in life. So if you are having a bit of a crap time, you can still go into work because that gives a lot of people meaning, doesn't it? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I and I, you know, that's it's a really it's really sensitive. But I think the main purpose for Feel Good Fridays is is have a relaxing afternoon over an hour with your team. It does help people maybe see why 
say, if there's a bit of conflict in the office, you might think, actually, yeah, maybe I am overreacting, but now I know why. Because mm -hmm. often people, I mean, I've had this, you know, I'm human and I'm quite fiery, you know, definitely in my stress bucket, anger is one of the things to come out. It, You know, go on a leadership course. It's like, well, is that going to help me? Actually, if I had some hypnotherapy and I relaxed a bit more, maybe it would, I wouldn't focus on that. I'd be fo focusing on what's good in work, you know? So, yeah, it's, it's going to be interesting to see who... Who gets the benefit from that because obviously your young people really enjoyed it didn't they yeah and they give some gorgeous feedback you know they give really oh, positive amazing. feedback and, um, yeah. and and i think they massively benefited from so going into the weekend hopefully they're going to have a better weekend and therefore they'll enjoy the time when you're not in work which is massively what you're supposed to do and then so when you come back to work you're refreshed and you're recharged and, and ready to go again um and we've massively said that you know we, we want to feel good friday um yeah. all the time and um and, and we want other businesses to come on board and experience it with us you know to um because it's quite nice for, for a load of people to all come together and, and, and have a nice little friday isn't it you know I think so. And also when you're working in big offices and say you've got a small office amongst the community, you don't always know everybody. I think one of the main one of the main foundations of solution focused hypnotherapy is the three P's. So P as in the letter P, positive thinking, positive actions and positive interactions. So, you know, even if you're having the crappiest of day, if you know someone in your corridor or in the reception and someone genuinely says hey all right Sandra how are you doing and you might say oh you know what a bit crappy but thanks very much and there's no judgment on that they're just like oh no worries let us know if you need anything and your day keeps going it's when you go into work and you're feeling crap and someone says oh how are you doing you go actually not fine and they go oh hang on I'm gonna go and answer the phone because they're like mm, that's really yeah. stressful I don't want to deal with that yeah yeah because we all have emotional weather don't we and I think um, generally, I would say that the attitude to people, there was like a big drive to try and be aware of mental health issues in the workplace. But since um, everything that's happened in the last couple of years, it's okay to talk about it. Uh, but there are so many people, so many of the young people I work with, etc., I've, I've got issues, you know, at school and everything. And, and adults, they feel nervous about going back into the workplace because they've been the best part of two years. And a lot of people, and just because maybe we don't, we're not bothered by it. You've got to acknowledge that other people are en masse, I'd say. You know, and so Absolutely. many people are struggling, who've missed school and everything, you know, um, right across the board. And as we know, happiness is contagious, but so is stress. So, you know, we're all connected. We know each other pretty well. So hopefully the mirror neurons are firing off and you're smiling, I'm smiling, you know, and that's the purpose yeah. of this call. But, you know, it could be that we meet up one week and we've all had a really crappy time and we end up vibing off that as well, you know. And I think there's a place for that. I think often the workplace can be, it's almost like, all forms of emotion become neutered so everyone's fine and if you're someone yeah. who's really sensitive you know it's not fine so actually sometimes it, it, it's how do you create a safe space for people to have all their human humanness and authenticity in work and respectfully because if you've got a business or you're working for someone we generally get inspired by getting results and doing the sales or seeing a customer happy so there is context about it isn't it it's like you're there for a reason but why would you not want to be human while you're there for that reason yeah and we've said haven't we we've said you know the, the, there are times when um you don't want to go to work or you, you're feeling a little bit like whatever you know and that's okay because that's human nature and that's every day but it's it's you know if you start hating going to work every single day then obviously there's there's, there's a problem and to be able to address that and you know what yeah. can we try and do to, to, to stop people feeling like that because you're in work a lot of the time of your life you need to have a good time while you're there um so all these little things are like dead cool aren't you know as you were saying before get up and go for a walk and mm -hmm. we have a thing, don't we, if anybody, you know, we haven't got any windows in our office, have we, which is yeah. a bit like, you know, so, so we encourage, like, get up and go out and just get some fresh air and, you know, come back in. And last week, you know, the weather was amazing. And it's so, when you get up and you go for a little walk and you come back, you do feel like, oh, you know, it was lovely. Yeah, it really recharges you, doesn't it? 
Definitely. It's amazing the difference the sunshine makes. Everyone I was out on Saturday at the shops and that and yeah. in the garden and, you know, it's lovely. So it, it's it's a massive difference as soon as the sunshine comes out. Yeah, we said that, didn't we, when we went to London? Because we literally didn't see yeah. daylight, did we? Because we, we jumped yeah. on the train and then we were in the exhibition and then we'd come out and it was like, you know. And on the very last day, we just said we'll have a little sit and we, we just went outside and we? we just sat on a bench for like 10 minutes before we got the train and we were like, we're just going to sit and have a little chill, aren't we? And um, before we even moved, um, which was just to like calm ourselves down, ready for our journey, wasn't it? You know, which was cool, wasn't it? Yeah. Mm. X being in Excel is pretty amazing, but it's it's like it's her own little bubble, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah very much so. It's massive as well. Oh, we found this fab place for our lunch, didn't we, Helen? We did. It, it was, was amazing. Yeah, same thing every day. <laughs> it was so nice. This guy was it. Was it like a Pakistan? It was biryani, wasn't it? It was Pakistani street food. Oh, and it was, it was a biryani box, wasn't it? But it was homemade food. Oh, it was and the best food, yeah. Because everything else was like a butty, wasn't it? And chickens and burgers yeah. and things like that. But it was like, it, it was amazing. This stand day. was really good. Yeah, and it was cool, wasn't it? It was a stand and they paid for this guy 4,000 euros to come and do coffees over three days. So we befriended him, obviously, and kept going <laughs> over there. We had the odd Costa, but we went over and had coffee off him with his reusable cups that we kept taking and brought home. Which Sandra's now got 40 of. Six. <laughs> Six. Awesome. Awesome. So, amazing, amazing solution-focused hypnotherapy, which was brilliant. And part of our International Women's Day, which was three weeks yeah. ago, was it? Three weeks ago. Um, oh God, yeah. And you did the which is which is crazy, isn't it? You know, three weeks. And you did a little talk and stuff. And then I was going to say, you are a published Have you got a copy there? Because I've got a copy. Yeah, go on. Here we go. So I am one of the nine best-selling authors of this anthology. So this is a book that is curated by Winsome Duncan. She is the founder and owner of Peaches Publication. And all these wonderful nine women, I'm trying to work out how to put it. Uh, no, that way. Yay. No. Yeah, there we go. Uh, yeah, I'll get perfect. there. So I'm one of these nine women and we all come from very different backgrounds and we worked on this book as a collaborative approach during lockdown. So as we were talking about this at the weekend because we did a Mouth of Queens event on Zoom and, and in Clubhouse. And it, it could have gone so badly wrong because we crowdsourced the cover, the name, and actually it is, it is phenomenal how we all came to the agreement on the name in a way that you could have thought there could be some big arguments here because we're all from really different backgrounds. But one of the things that came out of the process, because we had to meet and talk about the process, was that we found um, seven of the nine women are all neurodivergent which we didn't know at the beginning. And one lady actually discovered that she had specific needs through doing the process. So that was really amazing. And we've all written on different things about our lives, you know, talking about what it means to be a transformational leader, which is sort of funny, isn't it? When you're just doing your own thing and chugging along and, you know, not really thinking that what you do makes a difference, particularly in a lockdown. But it was a really wonderful collaborative approach to getting stories out of us or thoughts out of us, because quite a lot of us thought, oh, we're not really writers or I'm dyslexic. And most of most of the stuff that I was told at school was like, you, you're you not good at grammar, you don't understand words, blah, blah, blah. Um, but it, you know, and it's, it's, it's like a little village. It took a village to make this book and yeah, it's on Kindle and Amazon and we're all super proud of it. Brilliant. So we'll put a link up, Anna, after the show. And then if people Great. want to, and I've bought the book and um, I've got that one to read as well as the monk who sold us Ferrari. <laughs> so I'm on a, on a mission with that. But we had um, Claire Morton on the other year. Claire Morton did a chapter of a book as well, didn't she? In the lockdown, and here's Easter. So, and I know you're not originally from here, you but you've chosen us as your home, so we're very privileged. And you you came to uni here, and then you came back here, didn't you? We were talking the yeah. other week about it. And um, so, you know, we have so many authors amongst our myth. Our, our myth. We have so many authors amongst us. It's um, a great achievement, you know. So I think that's fantastic. Peter Lloyd's put. Congratulations on the book, Anna. I'll be taking a look. Fantastic. Yay, Thanks, Peter. Well, Cheers. 
congratulations well, to I, Peter Reed for I doing think, his I think yeah. Oh, yeah, he did his um, zip wire. What do you call it? Yeah. Like, zip wire. That would look high and hard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But part of your book, Anna, so... I think when people tell you, you know, how, how did you get over the fact that when you were young and you're dyslexic and you've been told that you can't do this, was it basically like, I'm going to show you that I can? Or how, how did you get across, like, that barrier? Well, we had Roger McGough and oh, yeah. Ian Brown, John, come to our school, which helped. So the, they were very, like, poetry is anything. Mm -hmm. Um I did, you know, I, I kept it for years. I got rid of it recently, but I had a poem in a school book. But I mean, everyone had a poem in the school book. So, you know, like, but that's some, there's something about having your work in a in a made thing that mm -hmm. goes a massive long way to changing how you feel about yourself. And I've always written poetry, but just in notebooks. So I'm kind of of the mind. If if I if I keep them, I keep them. If I don't, it's just an, another way of expressing yourself, really. Some people sing, I write poems. And then I got on a project, uh, 2010, I was the artist and I was matched with a poet called Miriam Nash and we worked together over a period of about 10 months and we produced our own book of poems. So we self-published we self it. I printed it on my printer and I sold four books. So I became a published author. <laughs> that's how you do it <laughs> you know I think also one of the ways you do it is you work with really good people so Miriam is an incredible poet and the way we worked was super collaborative backwards and forwards and we found that I knew about a, a form of poetry called haiku which is a Japanese short yeah. form of poem and I used to teach kids how to write that when I was a youth worker so it's so funny, isn't it, how you teach people things that you're, you don't even think you're any good at yourself. Um, so we used that form. But she was also like, look, sometimes the form doesn't fit the poem. So let's just keep it as it is. Don't worry about it. Don't change it. It doesn't have to be religious. So she she's so professional in her practice that she knows when to break the rules, whereas someone like me would be like, you've got, it's got to be that form or else it's not really a poem. Yeah. So I think, yeah, yeah. Um, and also, again, working with Winsome, she's a mate. I met her in 2010 and she knows what she's doing and she's got good people around her. So so how did um, she how did she select the nine or how were the nine selected? We did pay to be part of the project. So I think that's really important to say because she's a professional entrepreneur. It's her company. Um, but what we paid was nothing compared to the value that's been created for us as individuals and the fact we've now got a book you know there's people around the world reading it <clears throat> um Brilliant. so i think for her she was looking for people that wanted to work in the way she likes to work you know there would be a lot of other publishers who would just find nine people get them to write their chapter proofread it bang it in a book bang 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 but I think because, well, I know because Winston's also got a background in youth work and education. Mm -hmm. In some ways, if you take someone like me through the process of what it takes to write the book, you understand the process. So then if you want to do it again, like you've done one chapter, well, why couldn't you do two or three? <clears throat> so, and there has been other things that I've tried in the past, like writing 40,000 words in a month. But I, I read back my 40,000 words, which was a very bad idea. <laughs> I should have given it to a proofreader. Do you know what I mean? I was like, oh, this is awful. But everything's awful when you haven't done it before, isn't it? And also, Anna, you know, authors do several drafts, don't they? The first draft never gets published. And some people say, well, how many drafts did you do? 22. You hear that again and again. And yeah. then it goes through the editor and the proofreader and everything. So that's quite normal, you know, our first attempts at things are, think of the first cake you ever made or the, you know, um, things don't usually go great first time, do they? And, you know, so maybe there's, maybe the 40,000 words might get developed and published. Who knows, who knows? <laughs> so we'll see, we'll see. And so people can, people can get it on Kindle and 
Yeah, I'll find it on Amazon. I mean, I'm selling it myself as a sort of, um, yeah. you can buy it from me directly. Because again, I've never ever written a book before. So um, I don't even know how to put a book onto my website. So we're going to share the link on here. And it's quite an interesting book as well, made up of lots of different chapters, all written by different people, as you've said, nine people. And I think it might be quite inspirational for people to read indeed. So we're going to share the link after the show and people can follow the link to make a purchase if you want. Or if they direct message us directly, maybe they can get it from yourself and have a signed copy. Yeah, oh, and yeah, that's what I still want. Uh, yeah, I still want me signed for copy. you. Yeah, and My copy's signed, isn't it, Anna? All the books that we're, I'm selling for £15, £2.50 goes towards more of the Look Like Me Challenge. So I'm an ambassador for this this programme that Winston's also running. We're hoping to bring it to Liverpool at some point. And this is a book that is authored by um, black young people. And they created all the characters and all the writing with a little bit of help from Winston because obviously it's quite eclectic. Mm -hmm. They designed the cover... Uh, this has gone on to be an animation. They're doing, I think they've got a second book in process and a third one. Mm -hmm. And this is all about really, you can't be what you can't see. So yeah. I hope that these young people, when they get older, they might make other books, but equally they might not. And it's just a piece of confidence for them going forward, knowing that someone took the time to help them write their own stories about themselves and their interest in their culture and their you know anything that they just anything they want because it's up to them yeah and it's um that's i think i love that actually when you told me about that i absolutely loved it because it's the idea that the young people who are involved in that aren't used to seeing people who they identify with in literature or in images or things and this is what we talk about the same in the workplace isn't it if you haven't got role models to look up to if no one from your area went and did this and one of the things, this is one of the things our show's about success in the city to show what's going on in the Merseyside area locally and how normal people, everyday people are doing great things. All different types yeah. of people come on here who've done all kinds of stuff, you know, um, and all good stuff, though, really great stuff, achievements and everything, you know. I We stay in touch with everyone who's been on the show and we always look at their things and even... Um, who was the lovely girl we had on Helen? Who was the fitness instructor and Chelsea Lee? So yeah, she was she was one of my shout outs um, today. Oh, so Chelsea Lee Stokes. Oh well, um, I won't say what she's done, but I saw yeah. and I just thought that's amazing. And the, the the musicians we've had on, the people who've set up businesses, the people in the charity, week after week after week, we just have great people on here constantly doing brilliant stuff. But it, the idea is it's to inspire other people to think, oh, well, I can do that as well. I can help people where I live or I've always wanted to do that. And there's a lot of things I've done in my life. And it's only because I've seen someone and thought, oh, hang on a minute. If you can do that, I can. And, oh, and that's sure. it. If you're a child from an ethnic minority group and you never see all the books you read don't have anyone who looks like you in the book. Yeah. You know, it's horrible, isn't it? It's demotivating. So I just thought that was a brilliant thing you're doing with that. And I think it's a it's an absolutely great uh, shout, if you like, a really good cause, you know. So I thought that. So £2.50 of all your book, every book sale goes to that, which is excellent. <coughs> and when we did the Women's Day, it went to Rasa. And then the event that I'm doing for Autism in Motion on Friday, I'll give £2.50 back to that charity as well. Because I think the thing is, for someone like me, Obviously, well, not obviously, I've had a lot of businesses in my life that all kind of culminate into one thing. But if for me, if I'm not giving back to my communities, then that's mm -hmm. I'm not really paying rent. Like, obviously, I want to make money in the business that I do. But it's also really important that the work that I do benefits other people indirectly or directly. Um, and I, I grew up, you know, I used to be the, the late the kid that went down the street and got all the money for the raffle for the local hospice. Mm -hmm. Just for some way to make a little bit of cash for myself but also that was helping other people so I think you know you don't it doesn't have to be big because not everybody has capacity to do that um yeah. but as you say anyone can do some has the potential to do anything but you often need a bit of a oh like they're doing that I could do it myself 
So, Anna, and we always say, don't we, about sorry. I was just going to say, people can come along on Friday then and meet you if they want. If they can meet by the book, of which I've, I've got some left, hopefully. Um, and also, it's a, it's an autistic, uh, it's a it's a parents and carers event, isn't it, for the community who are looking after their children or working in the sort of service provision areas of uh, autism and neurodiverse support. So I think it will be a really interesting, sweet event because that you know parents and carers are really stressed, aren't they? So yeah, hopefully we'll meet some really nice people. Yes, yeah, so yeah. And autism in motion were our guests when the autism in motion have yeah. been our guests. So Joe and Hannah were our guests a long, long time, which is when you yeah. and I were on our road trip and we were in the hotel room yeah, we when they were our guests. Um, and they they've created Calm in the Palm, and it's mm -hmm. basically to raise awareness of because uh, it's Autism Awareness Month, but and and you know to raise awareness, but also to signpost people to say there are these amazing services in our city, and we're quite lucky yeah. about you know what we do have in our city. Um, oh, and yeah. you know people are really passionate about helping each other and supporting one another and also it's great for them to all mix in with each other and get to know each other and then if somebody comes to me and asks for somebody I can signpost them to somebody yeah. um, and it's in the Palm House in Sefton Park which is a beautiful location as well it's really cool in there right. and you can have uh, so yeah I'm so glad you said that because I thought it was up in Autism in Motion in Sparrow Hall so I'm really glad you've said that it's just a Calm in the Palm House so there you go, yeah. Calm in the Palm. I wonder why it was called that, Helen. Yeah, it's Calm in the Palm, it's in the Palm house. Yeah, so that'll be oh. good. So massive thank you to Anna. Um, yeah. And we could probably talk a lot, lot more about um, everything that you've got on. Um, and we'll yeah. probably talk when you get something else going on. We'll have you back on again. Definitely. But first, we're going to shout out to any grown-ups. So any grown-ups who've done amazing things. So I want to go first. So I want to give a big shout out to Peter Lloyd. So Peter Lloyd did a zip wire in Goodison. He is a massive Evertonian um, and he's got a season ticket and he zip wired um, across uh, Goodison. So um, fair play to Peter. And he had, uh, I think he's, he's raised a load of money from that as well. Um, and a massive shout out to Chelsea Lee Stokes. So she was, uh, was she before Sophie or was she after Sophie? She um... come on before Sophie. No, after Sophie, because it was Sophie who put us in Is it Sophie? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, she's done some um, bikini modelling and things like that, you know, and um, and then she's just got um, um, a contract for um, underwear modelling. Um, and, you know, it's sort of, you know, she's not stick thin, but she's beautiful. Yeah. And she's beautiful on the inside. And she... Yeah, she is lovely. Absolutely lovely. And uh, yeah, she's plus size. They would say she looks amazing, though. So yeah, she's, not, she's, she's just a gorgeous human being, isn't she? Yeah. You know, when when they put these labels, it does me head in. She's just yeah. a phenomenally beautiful person, and who looks amazing in in, in underwear, and um, has got yeah. a modelling contract from it. And she's just she's gone to a, since she's been on this show, she's gone to another level, hasn't she? Uh, everyone who comes, <laughs> you'll be you'll be on um, you'll be on the one show next, Anna. After being <laughs> Me. Well, I'm available. They can speak to my agent, which is also me. I just wear a different hat. No, we're your agents. Okay. <laughs> and then I want to give a shout out to the amazing Nisha Katona, who was a yes. barrister and changed her whole career to do her mother's rest, uh, Southern Indian recipes and food and then set up Mobley, etc. who last week has been made the vice chancellor of John Moore's University, which is a hell of an achievement, you know. And Rach, my Rach used to babysit her kids. Oh, really? Oh, my what a small world. What a small, small world. Yeah. Um, but just a lovely person all around, and you only ever hear the nicest things about her, and, and she's so ethical in business as well, so a massive shout out to her. That's and they have a lovely, lovely workplace um, vibe and they do lots of things and they've got um, a community fund and um, they look after the staff and things. It's, it's really well, um, yeah. And, um, well, they do loads of gluten-free. 
and vegan. Perfect. Yeah. Perfect. And that's our faces this week because we've been missing them out. Yeah, we'll ask Anna, ask Anna to shout out to, to any grown-ups and then we'll I'm, go I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna keep it a little bit vague because I've got like, I just want to be respectful of my clients, but I've got um some amazing clients who are doing the most amazing things in their lives. We've got um a young lady who's just pushing through loads of her anxiety and fears to just keep showing up and being a total warrior. I've got two coaching clients that are just coming into an end of six month programs who are lit one lady's given up her full-time job and she's starting part-time and she's got freelance work and another lady's putting a project together that she kind of had in her head for a really long time and she stepped through her fears to get that on the ground down in Brighton it's going to be a national program so yeah good luck, hey, good luck to well my done. clients well, yeah. Good luck to everybody. Yeah. Are you going first on the red face or am I going? No, first? you can because yours is funnier, I think. I like I just it hope that you. I just hope that the internet stays for this one. Is so Sandra and I went went to London and um I didn't take a suitcase, I took my sports bag with me and I put it in the overhead um where, where we were sat. And we got into Houston and um I got my bag as well and then I pulled it off. And as I went to pull it off the, the rail, this buzzing noise started. And it was like very loud, very, 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 very loud buzzing noise. And I was like, oh my. So I said, oh, Santa said, that's me Nutri bullets because I'd taken me Nutri bullet with me because we were going to have shakes for our breakfast, weren't we? And then, so I took it off. It was going, and my bag was like, shaking. I was thinking, Gee, and then I took the bag with me Nutri bullets out and it was still going, and I was thinking, what the hell's that? Anyway, where the lining of the, of the bag and it has like a cardboard bit at the bottom, an electric toothbrush had gone in there. But it wasn't even my electric toothbrush. It was this like little snide home and bargain version of electric toothbrush. <laughs> home and bargain. No, there's nothing against home and bargain, but it wasn't like me proper. And I was thinking, where's but so the noise was horrendous. But then we burst out laughing because as I took the nutrient and Sandra's going, Oh my god, your clothes are gonna get ripped up in, in the news. And I thought the YouTube bullet, I have to plug it in, so it wouldn't even have been that anyway. It's not even with a battery. Oh, the cat thing was absolutely hilarious. <laughs> everyone, everyone else thought it was something else, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, that was going, oh my God, I, I haven't even got it. That's not appropriate. <laughs> so it was a toothbrush. And then mine today was just mental. So I tried to tag you on the show obviously me on the show yeah, yeah. You, so that everyone could see you were on which is what we do and unfortunately for 30 minutes the wrong person was tagged you missed the b out didn't you which took them to an inappropriate website that sold sex toys basically <laughs> and that was that and i was like what are the chances of that it was unbelievable. It's not fair, is it? And these things, <laughs> the rude things like that always happen to me. And mm. that, that's quite an innocent thing to do to tell that. Like 30 minutes later, and I was like, ah, then trying to, and then I was get, just trying to tag you. Oh, it was unbelievable. And I'm just going to do another quick red face from when we were in London. So we were in the, the XL. Yeah, and there was a, the policeman was walking around with the dog, wasn't he? The sniffer dog. Yeah. And Sandra goes, oh, no, the, the sniffer dog, and she goes, Oh, she goes, There's loads of Dutch people here. And the fella like, looked at her like that. And the dog was an ex. It was an explosive dog, not a drug dog. It was an explosive dog. It wasn't. No offense to my Dutch friends, one of whom I have got someone to translate a document to me that I'm emailing over shortly. So no offense. <laughs> to but the fella like looked, didn't he? The policeman was like, like look, and then we were having a big conversation. Yeah, yeah. Just reinforcing stereotypes right there today. Yeah. Yeah, I know, go. I know. So there you go. Yeah. yeah. Any any red faces for you, Anna? Uh, recently, I had a client. Um, so when we do solution focused hypnotherapy, after the first session, we get you on the couch. So that'll be your sofa or a comfortable chair in your lounge yeah. or wherever you do the call from. And when we read the the scripts to help people relax, um, this has never happened to me before. But I was like, <laughs> I started to go off because <laughs> it was so good. Like. Some of them 
one or two of them are really quite rapid induction so they get you to relax really quickly i was obviously a bit tired but i was like oh my god is this guy gonna know that i was like i thought i'd fallen asleep so yeah that's never happened to me before but that's a bit of a red face you have got oh. a very good uh, voice when, when you were doing your reading. Yeah, got, like, so so, if you can if you can do that yourself that's pretty cool i make we... chocolate's going to be added to my list as well the water the chocolate the rodents Oh yeah. <laughs> Loads. Well, no, we'll have to keep making a list. So we've come to the end of our show. So I want to say a massive, massive wow. thank you to Anna for joining us today. Massive, massive thank you to you, Sandra. Um, and Anna is going to leave us with her positive quote or mantra that she lives by. Okay. Um, never doubt that a small group of thoughtful, committed citizens can change the world. Indeed, it is the only thing that ever has by Margaret Mead. Just That's as my fun. internet went off. No, it was I'm really. gonna I'm gonna put it into the chat for you. Put it uh, in the chat. Put it in the chat but that's like Kevin from an hour of others and what they've done. A small group of committed citizens. It yeah. can never doubt they can change things because they always have. And it's yeah. it's absolutely true. It was more eloquently than that. I summarised. I thought that was brilliant. Brilliant. So massive thank you, and we will see you all next week. Thank you very Thanks much for having me. Thank Bye. you so much, Anna. We're just going to end it there.